Hello, Guitar Smarts listeners. This is an important announcement. Please don't skip ahead. We start this podcast with a special message. Way back in 2021, Guitar Smarts had the pleasure of interviewing the utterly fantastic Matt Long. Matt is a multiple award-winning British blues guitarist and lead singer of the British blues band Catfish and hard rock outfit The Revenant Ones. He joined us for episode number 20 and was a truly gracious guest who spoke about his career, his childhood, guitars and meetings his hero, Joe Bonamassa. Well, Matt needs your help. Through 2023, Matt has been undergoing treatment for bowel cancer, and his recent prognosis has meant that to extend his life and retain a chance of survival, he needs to seek private treatment outside of the NHS. Matt's family have set up a GoFundMe page that is linked in the Guitar Smarts link tree in the description of this podcast. And we at the Guitar Smarts podcast would like to invite each and every listener to consider donating towards this fund that could well save the life of one of the brightest guitar talents of our generation. Now is the time, folks. Head on over to the link in the description to find the GoFundMe page. Donate what you can. Your donation could save a life. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. For all the amazing guitars and dumbbell amps and things and, and everything that he has, didn't have strap locks on. And he nearly yeah. dropped his guitar yeah. mid-guitar solo. And really? yeah, absolutely came off the bottom. And and I, both John Mayer and Keith Urban almost stopped playing because John Mayer was trying to help him get his strap back on. I was just watching that thinking, you should have had strap locks on, Keith. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Yeah. Greetings, welcome to the Guitar Smarts Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, as always. Uh, this week we are on to part two of our guitar modification conversation. So last week you would have heard us discuss various things that you can do with your guitars to improve them or make them more versatile or to make changes, anything that you fancy. And we're continuing that conversation this week uh, so that you can hear the full ten things that we think are worth looking at, worth doing, worth considering for your guitars. Come and find us on our social media pages. You can find us on facebook.com at facebook.com forward slash guitar smarts and also come and like us on instagram uh, you can find us there using the handle at guitar underscore smarts uh, now one of the favors we've been asking is it to help us grow our podcast and help us get to more listeners is to go and rate our podcast so give a rating and a review of our podcast on some of the podcast platforms that allow you to do that i've left a link in our show notes for the podcast so wherever you're listening to this podcast you'll be able to read and find those links to take you to where you can leave a review and a rating um, the more reviews and the more ratings we get that helps us to appear in more searches for guitar related podcasts so it really does help us a lot anyway that's enough waffle from me hope you enjoy the show let's get to it So we're still looking at electronics, right? What other kind of, I mean, there's a lot, there's lots of possibility to make changes to your electronics within a, a guitar, right? What else would you look at doing? Yeah, so let's kind of group this next next couple together. So, you know, five five and six would be looking at the tone and volume pots um, and replacing, you know, the tone uh, caps uh, while you're while you're doing that as well. So basically, you know, in an electric guitar, you, you can you can quite quite easily look at <clears throat> the pickups as one mod. And then I would look at the overall wiring harness and guts guts of the, the, the kind of tone and volume cavity as, as the next mod. And you might as well, if you're going to do do that mod and start looking at different tone pots, volume pots, you might as well 
replace the tone caps and things like that um, to, to 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 kind of upgrade the, the the circuitry there. And it's and it's it's dead easy. These are very simple circuits um, between the pickups, the the selector switch, and yeah. the uh, the output jack, and then the, the 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 tone caps. And you can get wiring diagrams off off the internet. But I would say upgrading. Uh, particularly older pots. Pots yeah. will wear out. They will get dirty. And if you've tried to clean them out, as we as we suggested in the guitar maintenance one hundred and one episodes, and it's still not working, or the tone tone pots don't feel like that they've got, or the volume pots don't feel like they've got the right taper on them, you can get linear taper or audio taper pots, which respond in a different way as you as you kind of turn them in terms of how quickly or uniformly the 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 effect on the tone or volume happens. And there is no necessary right or wrong i mean you know uh you know certain manufacturers like gibson always put or generally always put uh kind of linear taper pots i think in the, in the mm. volume and, and audio taper in the tone and and things like that but you can play around with all of that and 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 you know uh, experiment to your heart's content and you can mess around with with the the values of the of the of the pots 250k 500k you know depending on if you're using single coil or humbuckers kind of respectively there's there's a whole minefield you can get into but it's they're all relatively cheap parts that again if you're if you're competent with a soldering iron can have a really good uh improvement on the way in which those volume and tone knobs respond when you use them and also uh can uh when you interplay that with you know different uh caps tone caps you know, be they upgrading from the standard little uh, ceramic things that you sometimes get in, in more modest guitars to the kind of uh, orange drop uh, or paper in oil capacitors. I mean, you you probably are getting into the, the, again, law of diminishing returns here, but um, it's quite nice. They're relatively inexpensive bits of, uh, of, of hardware to chuck into a guitar and see see what it does uh, yeah. to, the, to, the, to the sound. That's something I, I did just recently, I, I must add, so that the extent of my electronics mods on the Strat have been a number of things. It's been that that switch I told you about where I can bring the neck pickup in. Um, they upgraded the pickup uh, in the bridge, and I also added a treble bleed mod, oh, which yeah. is okay. Nice. Um, so that so that's basically it's a just a capacitor and a resistor in parallel across the output of the volume pot, um, which is a little bit of electronics speak, and it probably doesn't make sense to a lot of people. But what that basically means is it, within an audio circuit like like your guitar is what a capacitor does is it acts as a filter so depending on the on the that's why you have a little capacitor on your tone knob your tone knob's doing the same thing as a volume knob but when you add a, right. a capacitor what it's effectively doing it means it's only turning down certain frequencies that that capacitor's filtering out of the, mm-hmm. the signal um but you'll probably notice if you're like me and you're the kind of guitarist that likes to use the volume knob as part of your tones between getting a clean sound and a, and a more dirty sound as you turn down the volume on your guitar you're also going to lose a bit of high end Mm-hmm. Um, so what the treble bleed mod does is it stops the filtering away of that high end as you turn your yeah. volume down. So it means as you go from dirty to clean by turning it down, you still have quite a clear signal. So I, I like that modification. That's a really good one to do. It's a really simple one. You can even buy the treble bleed mod kits already where, where the... the... 
uh, resistor is already wired uh, into the, the capacitor so that you literally have less soldering to do. Um, it's easily reversible, right? If you don't like it, just, just desolder it and, it. and, and yeah. reverse it. Um, but as you say, it's a really good mod for retaining that tonal qualities of your guitar as you turn down the volume mod, uh, the volume pot without it getting, yeah. getting muddy, muddy or dirty. Some people like that and it's part of their kind of way in which they play, right? But some people just want to lower the volume without exactly. lowering the, the frequency uh, range. Um, uh, there's a few different ways to to wire in a treble bleed as well. Uh, That's I, right. I think. There's, yeah. there's like you can do it in series, you can do it in parallel, or there's like a is it uh, is it a Kinman uh, Kinsman way of doing it, which is uh, it's, I think it's Australian uh, uh, guitar tech and 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 pickup pickup guy who came up with a with a different way of doing it. Again, all of which have different uh, effects on yeah. how much uh, the treble bleed mod works um, with your guitar. So again, you can Google all of this. There's different ways of doing it but super cheap uh and yeah. cool thing to do to, to a guitar yeah so i think i think if you i think what i was reading is that you can do it with just a capacitor but i think it does affect it can then affect the taper of your volume pot uh, yes. adding that resistor in parallel or in line in series um will help to maintain a similar taper to what you what you already have basically um but yeah. they all effectively do the same job you might prefer one over another it's a simple experiment to do really yeah. All right. So a uh, quick recap. What have we done? We've looked at tuners. We've looked at uh, your bone nut or synthetic bone nut strings we've said mess around with. Number yeah. four on the list was pickups. Um, experiment with different kind of magnet types uh, and kind of output values and see what that does for, for your tone. Um uh, we've looked at tone and volume pots in terms of playing around with the values of those and the different tapers uh, that you can get on tone and volume knobs to kind of affect the way in which the guitar responds as you utilize those things. Uh, similarly, we've looked at tone uh, capacitors in terms of what they're made of mm -hmm. um, and, uh, you know, uh, thinking about how you would utilize those in uh, the mods that you do to your tone and volume pots um, and we've we've also uh, spoken about uh, little mods that you can do you mentioned uh, you know some of the the switching options that you've done on your strat recently and including the tre this treble bleed mod so um, which is a which is a really cool cool one to uh, to experiment with so we, we I think we're, I think we're probably up to uh the the last few mods now uh which are pretty easy ones actually i think we've got i think we've got three left haven't we uh, yeah so this is one that again you and i spoke about uh and i think you did originally want to do this and then you ended up replacing the entire block on your That's on right. your strap but um this was the replacing of saddles so the individual saddle pieces on your on your strap because the they had corroded and i think particularly the saddles themselves weren't maintaining the height that they'd been set at and you were getting some slippage with that right so that's right yeah so this that's really common uh and that happens just to general wear particularly if you if you as a guitar player and a lot of guitar players have this where they sweat out of their hand and it and it kind of corrodes the, mm. the, the the metal there so replacing the saddles i mean how how easy was that to do matt well i never did did i i replaced the whole tremolo block but replacing the whole tremolo block itself rather than just the saddles was um it was easy it was easy i felt confident doing it um it's not a complicated thing you kind of think of it as you've got 
the strings can, that go and connect to the tremolo and on the other side of the tremolo you've got springs that connect and that's kind of like a little balanced system so you're just kind of taking your strings off taking the springs off and then I unscrewed the tremolo block and screwed the new one in make sure it was lined yeah. up and then tried to get it balanced up the same way and it was um, you know part of me thinks maybe it still needs a little bit of adjustment but I'm really happy with it happy with the way it feels happy with how it plays and it's a it, it definitely improved the guitar improved how the guitar felt to play it has improved how it sounds as well so I would definitely um, give it a go but like you say you might find that you only need to replace the saddles themselves yeah. rather than the entire trem system um, that was approaching the problem from you know like, like we just said that was the reason I did that was to try and solve a problem um, but what could you do to upgrade a, a, a saddle or uh, a tremolo system that um, that you have that works fine already but you, maybe you just want to improve it what, what what's out there on the market so uh, material type is probably probably one of the and shape actually in terms of saddles so we're, t- we're talking predominantly now about s style fender yeah. type or telecaster uh saddles um so i think a lot of the more modestly priced guitars are fitted with that kind of rolled uh vintage style saddle there'll be six of them right on a on a on a strat where it kind of looks like a little how do i describe it, it looks like a little santa's sleigh it's kind of curved yeah. up at the, at the front and uh, yeah. uh, that's the only way I can, I can really think of the shape of it, right? But um, that's kind of vintage style of it. And then you've got your two little grub screws in each one that obviously affects the, the, the height of it. Um, and, and you've got six of those uh, as, your, as, your, as your saddle. So what you often find is that, yeah, uh, they, can, they can corrode and rust away and all of that. But if, you, if you're just wanting to upgrade what you've got there mm. to, to, to a better one that can affect the tone and playability then you can get ones which are kind of more of a modern uh, uh, rectangular shape. So a machined, a machined block, yeah, like a machined block one, and they're called like a modern modern saddle where the um, grub screws can be uh, recessed into the into the little saddle block, so you don't get the grub screws sticking up as you're kind of palm muting and things. So it makes it more comfortable. Um, they can be made out of different materials. So the ones that you get on the kind of more uh, inexpensive guitars are generally made of, I think, like a like a nickel plated zinc alloy, which is you know susceptible to, to yeah. damage and, and rust and things like that. So you can replace that with um, steel, <clears throat> stainless steel. Um, uh, I think they even do tusk versions, which are kind of funky oh, looking because wow. they're they're white, <laughs> but yeah, you know it looks a bit odd. But tonally, I hear really good things about them oh, because okay. of, obviously it's got that kind of bone quality that we spoke yeah. about before. But but in a saddle piece, they look kind of kind of cool. Um, there is a there's a company called uh, Raw Vintage who are producing these like period correct, uh, absolutely on the money vintage saddles. They they're pretty expensive, I must say, but uh they look really tasty and apparently sound incredible the the you know the reviews that people are, are, are kicking out about these raw vintage saddles where they've really utilized the top end materials to to tonally impart that improvement to a guitar wow. they they sound great so you know you can buy a, re- a replacement set of saddles these kind of six saddles that we're talking about anywhere from like ten dollars you know 
$15 or pounds, all the way up to like well over a hundred uh, pounds or, or, or dollars. There's such a, a, a range. Uh, brass is often often a, a nice upgrade if you don't mind the look of it. Um, tonally, it works really well. Uh, you can get uh, you know, Graph Tech do a set of those, uh, which are which are really cool. Which have got a nice self lubricating bit where the string goes through. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's it's endless. You can get ones with offset screws and things so that the, yeah. the string doesn't pinch on the screw and it make honestly there's there's it's such a cheap mod and such a simple mod to do to your guitar and has an impact on tone uh tuning stability comfort and playability um that i would i would uh encourage anyone if they've got like a, a strat or a telly to have a look at those yeah six saddle pieces and and mess around with modding modding that yeah another great advantage i guess to the old electric guitar there's another one of those things that you can do cheaply that can make quite a big difference and like you said there's so many choices i mean there was a, wasn't there a company called graph tech as well that did something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. graphite based saddles yeah. and obviously that's almost yeah. like a self-lubricating material in a way isn't it so help with tuning yeah. stability and string breakages uh, yeah. and things like that can you get the same kind of um uh, alternate products for like les Paul type guitars as well, you know, that have the tunomatic style bridges or or Bigsby, even you know that kind of thing. Yeah, you can. <clears throat> You can. It's um, they're a bit more tricky to fit because what you often find is they come as uh, so. If we're talking about like the ABR one style bridge uh, piece where the strings go over, it, it, there's only two adjustment points on them um, for height, mm. which is you know at either end. So often what you have to do is is match the profile and the and the cut on each of the individual little pieces on the top of that yeah. ABR one bridge. So sometimes it, it's a bit more tricky to to fit newer ones of those um but it's it's easily doable if you're if you're handy with a with a metal file um i think i have seen different materials and things being used on those kind of les paul type um uh, uh bridges saddles yeah. um certainly you can get aftermarket ones because the depending on on how the the string and tailpiece uh have, have been set you can sometimes see on on uh, some older Les Paul type guitars where those those uh, that saddle starts to sag uh, over time, but that's kind of more of a maintenance thing. I don't, I don't. I mean, Tone Pros do a great a great range of of aftermarket hardware for mm. Les Paul style guitars, and um, <clears throat> I think they're really well made. And you know. Uh, the, I, I think it does improve the quality of the of, of the sound of a guitar when you put a really decent Tone Pros um, stop tailpiece and and bridge onto a Les Paul. But mm. I don't think it's as noticeable as when you replace the saddles on a on a Strat. If I'm if I'm honest. Yeah, interesting. Okay, right. Let's let's uh, let's move on again down the guitar. What's the what of the last couple of things that we've got to look at now? What's the next? What's the next thing? So next one is again really easy DIY mod. Um, I don't think you did this to your strat, did you? Uh, which is shielding the cavity and the and, and the pick guard. No, I haven't done um, that. Maybe maybe it's it's not relevant on your guitar, but I think a lot of uh, players with single coils mm. talk about that kind of uh, hum that that they get. You know, the the intrinsic kind of like setup can act like uh, like like antenna for yeah. 
electromagnetic interference and stuff, right? So um, single coils particularly can can pick this up. So it's so shielding is basically a way of trying to reduce the level of noise that is getting uh, amplified by your single coil pickups due to kind of uh, you'll know better than I. You're you're a bit of a whiz on this, but it's like kind of EM interference, right? That's 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 coming through into into the pickups on single coils humbuckers. You don't get it because obviously the way in which the magnets and coils are arranged is you it kind of cancels out that noise but single yeah. coils can be problematic for that i was um I, I just just before you move on it just reminded me of a uh it was the guitarist i was i was watching talking about the guitar online i can't remember who it was anyway there was a <laughs> The guitar is talking about his, uh, his his new guitar, and the, he had this genius way of dealing with hum issues on single coils. There's a lot of products. Oh, like yeah. Fender have got the noiseless pickups, right? And yeah. a, you know, I think they were one of the innovators with noiseless single coils. And Fishman do some good ones now as well in the um, in their range. And there's various different ones. Um, the great thing about this 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 what this chap had done with his guitar, I can't believe I can't remember who it was. I keep wanting to say Richie Cotson, but it wasn't Richie. Constant. It was somebody else. Um, what he had in under his pit guard um, in a cavity that he drilled, he had a dummy single coil. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't under the strings. It wasn't picking anything up, but it was there as a dummy, and yeah. it was always widening. So whatever pickup he selected, uh, he still had the single coil sound, but he had the humbucking, not the, the noise reducing humbucking effect, which happens yeah. because the you know, way a humbucker works, you've got two pickup signals. They're kind of wired in such a way so that they uh, the sound is multiplied because you get the addition of both coils but the, the noise is kind of reversed on one of those signal paths so it cancels out the noise from the other, right? So that's the yeah. way balanced audio works. Right? Um, and, but instead of having humbucking pickups, he still had the single coil sounds with a dummy coil hidden under the pick guard that effectively did the job of taking that. That's such a genius way of solving that humbucking issue, you know, that, that single coil noise issue. A trade secret. And, and that dummy coil, it is a, it's literally a coil, right? There's no magnet no. in that pickup. No. It's literally, you take the magnet out and it's just a coil of wire that yeah. is cancelling out the, the noise underneath it, um, provided you've got you've got the space for, for yeah. it underneath. And and I think I guess you have to do it for each pickup that you want to, to hum cancel, right? Um, but uh, it's definitely a way of doing it. There's, I mean. I think I've I've not I would say I've not done it to to, to a guitar, but I've been tempted to do it a few times. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, there is a school of thought that says it does affect the tone of that of your of your single coil yeah. pickups um, in a similar way. Well, not in a similar way, but it does it does have an effect like like the the noiseless pickups that you get that are you know really really decent, but still there's something slightly affected on the tone of them. I have heard people on the on the kind of forums and stuff saying that it does affect uh the tone of the existing pickups so uh if it it, i mean it's worth it's worth having a having a mess around with putting these these dummy coils in um but i would say there's some really good uh pedals on the market electro harmonics do one called the hum eliminator or hum uh excluder or something like that um which you know you can that's really uh non-invasive you don't need to mess around with your guitar you just Mm. put that between your between your board and your power amp and and that will take out any of that that hum um 
shielding the cavity of the guitar as we as we spoke about yeah. maybe is a simpler way of, of of eliminating hum if it's not if it's not that bad but it's it's kind of annoying you a bit maybe try that first but then yeah look at looking at a dummy dummy coil as well um we'll have to do that we'll have to do that to one of our strats yeah. uh, with single coils like compare the difference between <laughs> like shielding it and putting a dummy coil in and seeing what what effect that has well i I, i've got to say i've just done these mods to my guitar however i am thinking that it still needs an entire new rewire because what i what i've still got in there is the original um the original pots all the original wiring and i keep thinking i've added these mods and it sounds better but it would be good to maybe upgrade from the original pots to maybe just something bigger um you know like a cts pots maybe and just get some Mm -hmm. more um you know get the wiring a little bit tidier in there because it's obviously it's it's a it's a guitar that's built to a price and that's why sometimes they save the money. Is why you can tell it's wired up quite quickly and, and cheaply. So maybe when we do that, maybe we'll shield the cavity or put like a, a, a dummy coil in there. Use it as a bit of an experiment. That'd be good. That'd be good. Yeah, that'd be good. The sh- shielding's pretty easy to do, right? You yeah. can get this uh, adhesive-backed uh, kind of copper foil stuff, relatively cheap now, off, off Amazon and places like that, which is really decent. And I think the adhesive is conductive as well, so it's it's really easy to kind of overlap this stuff uh, and line the. Cavity cavity of the of the of the guitar and then i think the principle is right is you just have a little bit overlapping the body of the the guitar uh and then line the back of the the scratch plate as well uh obviously take the pickups up out and then and then line the back of the scratch plate and then when you drop those two things together with the pickups back in it creates that kind of continuity uh, exactly exactly and then it kind of shields the inside of the the guitar i think I, i think it's also advisable to do the kind of jack socket as well if you're if you've got like a s star guitar where you can get to the jack socket and then build like a little uh, bridge of wire between the two just with a soldering yeah. uh, piece and then you can test all of that right with a multimeter yeah exactly sure check continuity, continuity from all your earth points to yeah. yeah 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 but it's quite quite easy quite easy one to do but yeah the dummy coil we'll have to have a go at that because i've not done that before <laughs> shielding i've the shielding i've done on, on the customers guitar a long time ago yeah. and that worked quite quite successfully it's quite easy to do um but yeah i'm intrigued about the dummy coil to see if that's i want to i want to see if it does have an effect on the actual original pickups or not yeah it'd be good to test that yeah my gut is telling me it should do but uh <laughs> don't know don't know <laughs> you're not turning into eric johnson are you? you know the man who's notorious do you know eric johnson takes the back plate off of his strats because he said he he can hear the difference in tone from having that plastic nah, yeah he does honestly I, I swear go and look it up i, I love eric well, johnson i think he's an amazing guitarist one of my favorite and my yeah, list, my playlist on Spotify of songs and solos that I want to learn is is littered with Eric Johnson stuff. But yeah, that come on, Eric doesn't make that much difference. <laughs> well, I know a lot of people do that for ease of string changing. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's that's kind of that's a very practical yeah. reason to do it. But, yeah. uh, I know I know some people uh, that even if they've uh, blocked off the trim, yeah. so it's not working, or they've just literally. Uh, floored it to the to the deck yeah. even if they haven't put, used a wooden block to stop the the, the, the mechanics of it working you, you can just floor it onto the body of the guitar to stop it working but i know people that still keep the trim springs uh, attached because uh they think there's definitely an audible difference in the guitar from having those springs there or not in terms of yeah. just the, with not even using the trim right but just having those those there or not uh 
And that, that I could, can I buy into that? I don't know, I've never done it. No, I never, I don't know, maybe. I think I can buy into that more than taking the piece of plastic off. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. I, I could buy crazy. into that. Maybe it does. Excellent. Yeah. So we should do we should do a MythBusters episode, which is uh, top top yeah. ten absolute nonsense, nonsense mods, which is, which have no effect whatsoever. That's it. <laughs> snake oil, snake oil mods. Uh, well, the, uh, we've got one more on the list, right? And this is one that is going to do absolutely nothing for the playability, tone, or anything of your guitar, but psychologically might be one of the best things you ever put on on your guitar. Yeah. Uh, you say it doesn't do anything to the tom. It it, it does in that it stops you breaking your guitar <laughs> and making it unplayable. What is the best sounding guitar, Matt? One that is still in one, one piece. That's still in- <laughs> one that isn't broken on the floor. Yeah. Oh uh, man, I'm religious about this. Well, I'm, I say religious. Yeah. Other people call it OCD, but like I. I, that's the thing. I, I just, um, I, I love putting strap locks on all my guitars. It just yeah. gives me that psychological reassurance that um, my, I mean, it is a really naff design, isn't it? Yeah. On, on, of all of all things that has still not been really improved on, on the guitar that you cut, that comes out of the factory generally, these little piddly strap buttons that you then put your, you know, your favorite guitar strap on yeah. and it slips over that little bit and it dangles around your neck and you're on stage and you're playing and you're moving around and then you know i know i know you can get really inexpensive little rubber uh grommets or whatever you'd call them washers that that you slip over the top right and yeah. uh a lot of a lot of people use uh what is it grosh the the beer yes, uh, yeah the grosh because uh, yeah the grosh the original grosh bottles were kind of like those i don't know how you describe it how do you describe the way that they would open and shut had a little metal it's like a little lever, lever. Yeah. mechanism right That's with right. a rubber rubber seal That's that it. went in between the bottle uh, top and the, and the mechanical lid right you still get Grosch bottles exactly like yeah well I think now you can buy it might even be something like Gin Dom they've, they've basically stolen the design and you can now buy the right. red seals that basically they you oh, can yeah. stretch them over your your standard uh, strap peg your strap button um, after yeah. you've put your guitar strap on and now your guitar strap right. can't come off because that, that rubber seal's much bigger than the than the peg and obviously it's bigger than the hole in your strap so it's a really good it's a good way of doing it unless um, you only kind of have one strap strap that you use across different instruments that's another good thing to do uh, a strap a locking strap uh, locking strap locks <laughs> i've lost the ability to talk over the length of this podcast that's a good reason to use strap locks on your guitars right if you use the same type across all your guitars then you can move your strap from guitar to guitar really easily yeah well yeah invariably that it makes it more convenient it also makes it bloody costly <laughs> Uh, I've, 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 every guitar yeah. I buy, every, well, well, I don't, I don't use the, 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 the Grosch beer things. I use the gym, my personal. I, I like the, uh, I think it's, uh, they're called shallow yeah. uh, ones. I like those, but my 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 favourite ones are the Jim Dunlop uh, strap locks, which um, uh, have a really nice lock, and it has a little depressible button in the middle of the the, the thing that goes on the strap, and and there's a so. Every guitar that I buy, I know I'm going to be shelling out another 10, 15 bucks on, on the set of Jim Dunlop's strap Which is a lot of money to, for you, because, you know, if you buy a guitar <laughs> like I buy Cornflex. It... 
it's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I, I'm complaining about the fact that I've got to put strap locks on it, but it's kind of like it's it's yeah, it's it's important. It's important. Yeah, go 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 and watch. You know, you know the uh, you know the Crossroads Guitar Festival that you know happened yeah. periodically over the yeah. last kind of couple of decades. I think it was the uh, 2013. Yeah, it must be 2013 okay. one at Madison Square Gardens, and yeah. um, John Mayer and Keith Urban played a Beatles cover. I think it's called. Uh, Oh, yeah. Don't Let Me Down. I think it's called something like that. Uh, go and watch that. Keith Urban, for all the amazing guitars and dumbbell amps and things and, and everything that he has, didn't have strap locks on. And he nearly yeah. dropped his guitar, yeah. mid-guitar solo. And really? Yeah, absolutely. It came off the bottom. And, and I, both John Mayer and Keith Urban almost stopped playing because John Mayer was trying to help him get his strap back on. I was just watching that thinking, you should have had strap locks on, Keith. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Yeah, I mean, Keith Urban, for crying out loud. I mean, I know he's a big country star, but he's a pretty serious guitarist as well. Fantastic guitarist. Mm, mm. Um, and yeah, nearly dropped what looked to be quite a very vintage Telecaster on the deck, uh, mid-guitar solo, because his strap came under the, the peg. I mean, at the, at the very least, right, put some of those little Grolsch lager yes. beer washers yeah. over the top or buy some like off off you know Amazon or whatever yeah. where they've been rep- like <clears throat> strap lock washers or whatever at the very least but uh, honestly for for not much money just all it involves is replacing the strap button um, with a, with the one that comes with a kind of proper mechanical strap lock and um, replacing a piece on your strap or, or attaching a piece onto your strap. And that's it. You're yeah. set. You're set. You're it's go. dead easy. You're good to go. You put that guitar on, you lock it, lock it, the strap on, and that's it. You do not have to worry about that. I, it's just a no-brainer to me as, in terms of a mod. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you can't do it. If you're Joe Bonamassa, you can't do that. You can't add strap locks to your 59 Les Paul, can you? No, but, that's probably true. Yeah, that's know. a good question. What does the, what what does Bonamassa do to? Well, you say that he top wraps all of his Les Pauls, doesn't he? So yeah, uh, I do that with my already, Les Paul. Do you top wrap? Do you? Yeah, I've got one that I top wrap because. Um, Belovedly, Gibson made a beautiful guitar that I bought, but for some reason, the neck angle on it is is not exactly what it needs to be, uh, which is quite it's quite common, right? And so, what it means is that the strings are slightly foul on the back of the saddle, um, even with the tail, even with the tailpiece adjusted, you know, to, to to maximum to try and get it off the back of that. So, uh, if that. I mean, it doesn't, uh, there's a school of thought that says it doesn't really matter if it does that, but I don't particularly like that. So I found by top wrapping it, it changes the, changes the brake angle over the saddle and, um, uh, avoid and then clears then the saddle when I've got the guitar set up with the desired action. But I must say I'm a fan of it now because also what it does is it changes the playability and the feel of that guitar and and it allows you then to deck the tailpiece all the way down now that the strings are top wrapped. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't notice any sound difference in my as Paul from doing it, but I, I can, to be honest, I like the way it looks. And um, I, I would say I broke first and second strings fairly regularly before I did that. I've never broken a string yeah. since doing. It. So for well, me, yeah, that's evidence that uh, that break angle across the saddle has improved yeah. the longevity of the strings. Yeah. I don't really care about if there's a change of tone. It was purely a practical thing and almost aesthetic. Yeah, I feel we're getting into like super nerdy, like uh, potentially unrewarding areas of uh, <laughs> adjustment on guitar. <laughs> 
Well, like you said, you mentioned right at the start, right, it's about a lot of these things are about marginal gains. Uh, mm. But we, we've gone through a list of 10 different things. Here, and if each of them are, are only, you know, improving your instrument in by 2%, you know, that's, that's a 20% improvement overall in the yeah. sound of your instrument, right? It's all about marginal gains, really. When Especially when you look at let's, those Tokai guitars that you've just purchased, right? Let's use those as a yeah. brilliant example. Those are good guitars, well-made guitars, mm. really good instruments. Mm. But were they saved the money is in the things that you've upgraded, right? The electronic components, yeah. you know, like you, you had volume and tone pots in there, but they were small, cheaply made items, yeah. cheap yeah. wire used between them, and the pickups in there are obviously built to a price. So that's effectively the difference between a 500-pound guitar and a 1,000-pound guitar is, mm-hmm. you know, the materials between those two aren't really going to be any different. It's the time spent on it and the and the electronics and the, the components that you can source cheaply and the components that you can source with a higher cost that have been, you know, gone through a more stringent manufacturing process. That's where guitar companies, that's how they build to a price. So if you can take a, buy a 500 pound guitar and spend a hundred quid improving it, uh, you're then ending up with something that's equivalent to a thousand pound guitar. So it's not just marginal gains really, is it? No, exactly right, mate. Exactly. And um, I think that list is, is a decent list to start with, but by no means you need to do all of those things yeah. on every guitar to make it as, as good a guitar as it can be. Like for your Strat, you knew it was a couple of things that you wanted to change to make it into the guitar you wanted to. For those Tokai's, uh, you know, it came with a bone nut already. The tuners were really decent. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, it was, and the, and the saddles and, and things like that were, were great. Yeah. So it was the electronics that they, they'd saved some money on. Still, they still sounded good. Yeah. But as you said, I invested a hundred bucks into it and it sounds like twice the guitar. It's, um, it's, it's a list of things to kind of go through and see, and see which ones you might want to do onto a guitar to make it that, that, that yeah. bit better. So. Fantastic. And if all if all else fails, just obviously, you know, take the take the take the back plate off and um <laughs> 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 and hang out with Eric Johnson. <laughs> Brilliant, mate. Well, I think we've uh, I think we've covered it all there. And I hope anyone who's listening who's interested in modifying their guitars and maybe is concerned about whether to try it or not, um, I hope this gives you more confidence to go away and think about things that you can do, things that you can change uh, that that might make a bigger difference than than you think. Things that you maybe not you don't have the confidence to do. Well, give them a go. You know, you probably find you can do them much easier than uh, than than you first suspect so happy modding yeah absolutely give it a go if you get stuck drop us a line at the guitar smarts podcast we'll happily happily drop you a line back and and give you some pointers if you're stuck on on any of the things that we've covered it's been quite top line that it's not it's not instructions on how to specifically go about doing it it's ideas of where to start looking for for doing mods so yeah drop us a line and we'll and we'll happily help you out with with some more detailed advice on on any of those and and give it a go and if you're really nervous take it to a guitar tech and 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 maybe they'll let you uh, watch them and so you can you can learn for the next time to do it yourself Excellent. Well, uh, before we wrap up, Matt, any plans for this week, guitar-wise, music-wise? What are you doing? Uh, I've uh, so I've got my gig bag ready, Boy Scout style. Um, I've got my guitars ready. They're good to go. Uh, I've got some customer guitars coming in. 
which is going to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, I've got people that want to get their guitars ready to get back out and gigging. So I've got a few a few of those coming in over the next few weeks, which would be good uh, to, to help some some people out get their guitars up to scratch. And we're going to be doing some modding yeah. to some of those guitars. Some some replacement parts are going into those, and then tightening up the set lists uh, for uh, hopefully gigs coming back online. Yeah. Um, I, I'm, I'm desperate to get out there now. Um, so hopefully no more cancel gigs in July and venues saying, yes, come and play. So, uh, Fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, mate? What are you up to this week? Yeah, just a bit of trying to get some more playing in, a bit more practice, find a bit more time to uh, to work on the things I want to work on. Um, I'm enjoying playing guitar at home at the moment. And yeah, same as same as you, really hoping to you know get some more gigs in the diary and get playing again. Um, try and see out the summer, you know, with a few gigs and, and, uh, and enjoy myself, really. That's it. Good stuff, mate. Well, look, pleasure chatting to you today, mate. And uh, we will we will do it, we will do it again next week. Yeah, looking forward to it already. <laughs> <laughs> Have a cracking week, buddy. I'll speak to you later on. And you, mate. Looking forward to next week. Brilliant. Cheers. All the best, fella. Tell mate. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to this week's podcast. Um, that's part two wrapped up of our guitar modification series. I hope you really enjoyed it. Uh, leave us some comments if you like in the reviews or on our social media pages. We love to listen to our listeners and to hear what you think. Um, and we're looking forward to next week's podcast too. So come back for more next week. Have a great week. I'll speak to you soon.